Pork prices have spiked approximately 50% in the last few months, and that has been a topic during several recent portfolio reviews and forecasting discussions here at Fixed Cost Financial. What you say? Talking about pork during a portfolio review? Why? Well, there's an outbreak of African swine fever. The potential impact on the world's pork supply is substantial, but the political correctness and open borders, global trade, and just-in-time production, and less-than-top-shelf health habits of our homeless and a growing underclass, coupled with an ever-shrinking family farm here in the United States, and an ever-growing corporate-owned agricultural industry, well, here and abroad, it's time to connect the dots and to think about it. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. Make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. While not harmful to humans, the disease that kills pigs in about a week is a bad thing. Okay, The first outbreak in China last August resulted in about 100 additional outbreaks. They've surfaced all across the Pacific Rim, along with recent reports that the disease has spread to North Korea and Vietnam. There is no cure, and pharmaceutical companies have spoken at length about making a vaccine, but it's at least four years away, they say. The potential impact to the world's pork supply is material. We've never seen a potential protein shortage of this size ever, and now we should expect that to happen. Pork prices will rise, as will other proteins such as beef and chicken. Now, consumers will substitute for other meats. Unfortunately, this is not the type of inflation that generally central bankers will try to engineer deflationary or inflationary or to even talk about the aftermath of a global crisis. But this is a global crisis that is brewing. Meat that has been infected by the African swine fever was recently found in the United Kingdom for the first time. Now, this is a highly contagious virus. It can live for months in processed meat, and it would have devastating implications if it reached here in the United States. But let me repeat this really clear. It is a highly contagious virus that can live for months in processed meat. Now, the African swine fever has been picked up by meat that was seized by port authorities in Northern Ireland. They have confiscated a massive amount of meat and dairy products from airport passengers, that's right, airport passengers in luggage, and samples tested by their Agricultural Food and Biosciences Institute in Belfast has confirmed traces of the virus. Now look, all they need is a little few traces here and there because this thing is extremely contagious and can survive for several months again in what? Processed meat. Now, there's actually an association for pigs, the National Pig Association, and a spokesperson for the National Pig Association said the discovery in Ireland highlighted just how vulnerable the United Kingdom pig herd is. Now, look, here's a fact. Unbridled immigration, political correctness, and things like the inability to deal with massive measles outbreaks. Look, we've got a real problem here in the United States because we have all this political posturing and grandstanding, and when it comes to a real problem like 
this is and could turn into be? Well, it involves regulation. But again, you might have one of these people out there who says, well, you know, if people are bringing in their processed food, you know, they're coming in, they they want a better life. Uh, Immigrants should have a right to come across unrestricted. Well, hey, Gomer, guess what you're going to have? You could have a wholesale slaughter because this stuff really gets going. What kind of people do you think are going to be working at these different farms where pigs are being raised? They bring in a virus, bada bing, bada boom, bada bang, and we got a real problem. Now, last Friday, I had an opportunity to have a lunch, and we talked about immigration, and this is not a pro or con immigration. We don't take political sides here, but one of the things I want you to always remember, never forget, unbridled of anything, immigration, unbridled, you know, you have, for example, a housing bubble, you have a technology bubble, when things just continue to get out of control, grow, 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 right? There's no drops in anything. It's like this, go to, if you have a house, if you know where an outdoor spigot is, you have a, a, a hose, I want you to turn the water on, and I want you to let the water just run overnight on your yard, okay? What do you think it's going to do? That water is going to create a rut. That rut is going to be soggy. It's not going to be any good. What is a spigot? A spigot is a regulator, okay? You have to have regulators on things like water and electricity or you've got a problem. One of the things I want to talk about now in shifting gears as we connect the dots is the word tolerance because everybody says you got to have tolerance, 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 tolerance. Well, what does the word tolerance mean? Well, you have to tolerate something that's not good. You got that? You tolerate something that's not good. It's bad for you. So when you're being tolerant, you're tolerating something that's bad. That's one of the dumbest things you can ever say is to be tolerant because you're tolerating inappropriate behavior. You have to build up a tolerance. What does that mean? Well, if you're going to run a long distance, it hurts. It takes time to build up so you can overcome the pain and stress of working out, running, lifting weights, whatever it is. You get a flu vaccine. What is it you're getting when you get a flu vaccine? Are you getting a lollipop that's going to make you feel good? No, you're getting a small dose of the flu to build up tolerance. So here's the thing. We have this transboundary animal disease that can be spread like wildfire, and it's going to kill pigs both domestically and in the wild. And if it gets into the wild, we really have a problem. This is an issue that you cannot be tolerant about. Let's talk a little bit more about the transmission because you can have contaminated feed winds up killing these pigs, right? It spreads the virus, the ASF virus. This is also known as hog cholera. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get cholera in these hogs. It's called hog cholera. But here's the thing. It can be spread by shoes, clothing, vehicles, knives, any kind of equipment. I mean, this stuff is really highly resistant to environmental issues, okay? It just survives. Now, historically, outbreaks have been reported in Africa and parts of Europe, South America, and the Caribbean. In 2007, many countries across Africa, Asia, and Europe, both domestic and wild pigs got it. Now, China is expected to kill one-third of all their pigs this year due to the outbreak. Again, this is a gruesome, incurable disease. It's called the African swine flu, and it's nothing more than hog cholera. And what's it going to do? It's going to drive pork prices right through the roof across the world. Now, some economic numbers. The European Union is the leading exporter with 45% of the world's pork. You may have known that. 
But that's the case. The United States is the second leading exporter with 27%, followed by Canada and then Brazil. So the Americas, when you add up Canada, Brazil, and of course the United States, we are potentially looking at a real horrible situation. You may have heard of Smithfield Foods. They're out of uh, Smithfield, Virginia. Triumph Foods in St. Joseph, Missouri. You may have heard of uh, Seaborn Foods in Shawnee, Missouri. JBS in Greeley, Colorado. What about Pipestone Systems in Minnesota? How about Prestige Farms in Clinton, North Carolina? Iowa Select in Iowa Falls, Iowa. These are just some of the farms like Maxwell in Goldsboro, North Carolina, where these are our major producers of, again, hogs and pigs in the United States. As far as consumption goes, China, Hong Kong, and Macau, we're going to lump those together. They're the biggest consumers on a per capita basis. The European Union, followed by Montenegro, Taiwan, Serbia, South Korea, Belarus, and then comes the United States. Countries such as Japan, the Bahamas, Uruguay, Mexico, not quite as much on a per capita basis, but again, we're talking per capita. In terms of importing, well, China imports 40% of all of the pigs, and the rest of the world combined is 18%. Mexico, Japan, they're at around 10 to 12%. We only get about 6%, so we pretty much are a domestic producer. But if this stuff gets into our system, we got a problem. And Listen, we're not talking about just you know a few thousand things. We're talking about almost 800 million, almost a billion, 800 million pigs worldwide are potentially at risk. The African swine fever virus is a contagious viral disease impacting only pigs, not people, at least not so far. The official policy of the United States is that there's no public health threat or food safety concern. Now, the World Health Organization for Animal Health, of which the United States is a member, considers, again, the African swine fever, okay, hog cholera, to be a foreign trade limiting issue. Countries with confirmed cases are subject to strict international trade restrictions aimed at reducing the risk of introduction of the disease through trade. Remember, there's no cure for this. The United States has never had a case of African swine fever, it doesn't mean we won't in the next few months if things are not done right. And we do have strict animal health and import requirements enforced by the USDA to prevent entry into the United States. However, the unbridled immigration into the U.S. poses a serious threat as, and let me repeat this, there is no cure. And the pharmacological companies that are out there, okay, the pharmaceutical companies have said They don't think they're even going to be close to having a vaccine for at least three to four years. Now, what's the point? Illegal meat and dairy products smuggled into the U.S. by illegal aliens, both illegal, legal, and visitors from across the world. Remember, this is key. The virus can survive for several months in processed meat. And this is a topic that very few investment advisors are talking about, let alone know anything about, but we do. There is a national response plan for the African swine fever. It has been developed by USDA. We've looked it over, and it's not pretty. It's not pretty for pigs. Okay, that does it for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truzo with Fixed Cost Financial. If you have a comment, idea, tip, a trick, or just want to opine, what do you do? Give me a call at 888 888- 
629-7864. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Go to our website, which is fixedcostinvesting.com, or simply go to dots.fm. And please subscribe to Connecting Dots wherever you listen to audio. And I'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode of Connecting Dots. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization. (laughs) 